Hello and welcome again to another episode of Elephants in the Room. And today, got another article, and there was a judge. He um, he issued a blocking of the Illinois semi-automatic gun ban. And one of the things that's that's occurring around the United States and different municipalities is that they are trying to systematically ban guns, basically, and they're, they're trying all kinds of ways to do it. And you know, here's the thing. We have a Second Amendment. Now, a lot of folks say, well, there's mass shootings occurring. There's all kind of things happening. Unfortunately, and this sounds harsh, um, you're not going to be able to stop somebody who is a nut. You can pass a gazillion laws. If somebody's going to break the law, it doesn't matter what law you have on the books. People say, well, we want to make it harder for criminals to get weapons. or We want want to make certain weapons uh, not accessible. You know, you can get a a .22 or you can get a smaller caliber weapon and still do damage. It all depends how proficient you you are with the weapon. I was in the military and uh, we used a lot of different weapons. And you become proficient in them. Taking them apart, putting them back together, using them, hitting targets. It's just what it is. A lot of these people who lose their minds and start doing mass shootings, they, uh, they're they not stable. If somebody's going to break the law, they're not going to, they're not going to uh, all of a sudden adhere to the legislation that was passed. Right now, there is a uh, gunman who in California, you know, conducted another mass shooting. For whatever reason, some people get in their head, hey, I, you know, my life is miserable. Uh, I need to take out as many people as I can take out with me. That's that's not the gun manufacturer's fault. It's not the bullet maker's fault. It's the person who did the actual crime. It's almost like if I, if I had a car and... and I went to a big outing and I just made a day of just running people over. Is it Ford's fault? Is it Dodge's fault that that, that occurred because I used their vehicle? Is it Michelin's fault because the tires that rolled me there, uh, is it their fault? But anyway, what's occurring is that the United States government, different factions of it, different municipalities, different counties and cities and states, they are making it hard for a lot of gun manufacturers and gun sellers to even bank. So they're taking an approach that way, hey, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. So that way you can't even conduct business. You can't you can't sell them because you can't bank. Basically forcing some of these sales to go underground or forcing people to use uh, cryptocurrency or whatever they may use to barter to get these weapons. So Illinois thought that the Illinois governor thought that he could just push some stuff through and it was, it was going to fly and it's not going to work. You know, I, I really believe that it's going to take some mental injection to a degree 
to stop some of this. But on the flip side, I you have to ask yourself, how do you stop a mass shooting? Unless you say, hey, I'm going to go to everybody's house around the country and we're going to pick all the weapons up, every weapon, which is impossible. You're not going to stop this right here. Criminals and people who do criminal stuff don't go to uh, the gun store to buy their guns a lot of times. They just don't. So the sort of laws that, that our legislatures try to pass don't work and they will never work. You know, it, it'll make it harder for the average Joe to go get a weapon, obviously. But the average Joe, a lot of times, isn't the one who's who's doing the shooting. It's these folks that, that are mentally unstable, that shouldn't really have a gun in the first place. But how do you determine that? If you go overseas to certain countries, they have problems with knives in certain countries. People getting stabbed. Consistently. Do you go back to the knife manufacturer and say, hey, you know, we need to ban knives? You can't do that. It's not going to work. It's it's not going to be. It's not prudent. Same, you know. And people will say, "Well, you don't need an assault weapon. A weapon's a weapon. You know that assault weapon it can cause a damage quicker. Whether it causes it quickly or whether it causes it uh, a couple seconds later, it's." It's almost about the same. I mean, if you again, if you're proficient in your weapon utilization, you can cause an immense amount of damage quickly. I don't care what weapon you have. If I have an AR-15, you know, they, you know, if, unless it's fully automatic, it's going to come out of a certain thing. You know, you got to get a Glock. You can get all kinds of weapons that that cause immense damage. If you use a hollow point, well, you don't have to shoot that many um, rounds of hollow point bullets for it to cause damage. You know, one one will do it. Um, so it's going to be interesting on, on how we, as a country, how we come together and say, hey, we're going to deal with, with our weapons issues or, or, or our mass shootings. Something has to happen. As far as schools go, I, I had a suggestion that I heard, and, and when I thought about it, it made sense. You know, when you go to schools, you know, maybe have certain ways to get into schools. You maybe need two or three different avenues to get into the school itself, but have like a buffer where people have to go through detection. Almost like if you're at the airport. You know, you have people go through. You're like a scanner. You know, I, I watched a movie a long time ago with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I can't even think of the movie. But anyway, when, you, when you're going through, through the scanner, he was, he was taking some kind of flight or some kind of train or something like that. And um, they scan your whole body, but they can see whatever you got in your hand. And if you have any kind of weapon, it'll flag you and they grab you and, you know, Go about your, you, you take it on from there. You know, we need something similar to that for schools and maybe for malls and places like that. You know, and obviously when you're out and about and doing certain things, you know, what can you do? What can you do? You know, there's been mass shootings at clubs, at different venues, and, and, and to a degree, you got to kind of be on your P's and Q's and look around because you don't know who's going to nut up and who's going to be like, well, you know what? I'm taking out Susie, Ricky, Bobby, or whoever. You know, you don't know when, when these things are going to occur. Do you stay home? Do you just, you know, live in fear? No, you got to get out. But um, all these laws going going towards abolishing the Second Amendment, 
it's not it's not productive. It's it's almost the same thing as a lot of these laws they're trying to pass now, blocking your First Amendment. You know, they don't want you to talk. You know, so we'll see how it goes as far as as far as in Illinois and some of these other these other states to see if they actually get past uh, some of these judges when it comes to abolishing rights. You know, again, you know, this is not trying to say that we shouldn't have any kind of legislation. It's just saying that it needs to be the right kind of legislation. You know, make, making certain things illegal immediately and, and going back and saying you can't own this, you can't own that. You know, hey, you know, criminals don't own them. You know, I need to be able to protect my house, you know, and I should be able to use the, the gun of my choice. Be honest with you. You know, because what happens is that some of these police officers and, and homeowners and things of that nature, they're actually being outgunned. So it's, it's going to be interesting in how we legislate what should occur and how we legislate our rights. Again, this is Ed Walters. I want to thank you for listening to Elephants in a Room. I look forward to talking to you again.